Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From KCBS Radio, I'm Mallory Samara in for Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Friday, June 10th. Surveillance services aimed at reducing crime in cities across the country have been on the rise in the past few years. License plate and neighborhood cameras monitored by police, and apps like ShotSpotter and Citizen that let the public know of possible gunshots or police activity, but they've all put into question the issue of privacy and how black and brown communities often seem to be testing grounds for these services. In Vallejo, the same city grappling with investigations into police badge bending and police brutality. In the same city, police fatally shot Sean Monterosa two years ago. An even more sophisticated gunshot detection service is being considered by its city council. This comes at a time when a recent poll has found that Vallejo residents are increasingly distrusting of its government. The Vallejo Sun reports that in 2018, a survey found 34% of residents had a favorable view of city government. In this latest poll, it dropped to just 14%. I sat down to talk with John Glennon, staff writer for the Vallejo Sun, who's been covering these issues for the publication. So the newly created Surveillance Advisory Board for the city of Vallejo took up the issue of gunshot detection devices during a special meeting Thursday. Uh, the board delayed or continued the item because the city didn't provide a draft policy on guidance and usage of these devices. Uh, Flock Safety out of Atlanta approached the city to install 80 to 100 of these gunshot detection devices. The idea is that they would pair these detection devices with already installed license plate readers in the city of Vallejo. And the selling point is, okay, it detects a gunshot and then the license plate reader turns on or, or begins use and captures a nearby vehicle possibly suspected in, you know, involved with the gunshot. 
but they delayed it because they wanted also more data. Um, Leo's not the only city these these devices have been beta tested in or currently being beta tested in. So they're, you know, the board wanted more data on what's the false positive rate. So it's been delayed until July at this point. Okay, so I see that the gunshot detection devices devices use acoustic sensors to identify the sound of gunfire noise. That's and to alert the police of its location. That's so interesting. It it takes shot spotter and like citizen a step further, right? Well, yeah, um, yes, because um, Flock Safety, the representative from uh, during last night's meeting really stressed that they were different from ShotSpotter, which has come under fire, no pun intended, um, for, uh, you know, the, the there's concerns with ShotSpotter on uh, false positives and um, the impact it has on uh, minorities, minorities, people of color, and in poorer areas where, you know, it may be, you know, sense of an activation, which may not have actually been activated. It may not have been a gunshot. So Flock Safety says, well, we're different. We're different because we can arm the automated license plate reader. So you should use our material, our technology, because we actually pair the two technologies. And so it's a better format than what ShotSpotter uses. And then obviously the Flock Safety representative said that their company is more transparent when it comes to the technology and uh, has better, you know, it's more conversations like what was happening at the board meeting last night to talk, you know, to, to introduce the technology uh, or talk about it in uh, a public forum. I see that the board was also asked to make a recommendation to the city council uh, about the use of a new in-car camera system installed in most of the department's police cruisers. When it comes to surveillance and safety in Vallejo, what have we seen in the last couple of years? I mean, we had the anniversary of the Sean Monterosa um, killing, you know, just recently. And so, you know, how how have things sort of developed in the last couple of years when it comes to surveillance and in police? Well, under Vallejo Police Chief Shawnee Williams, he's really focused more on police technology. Uh, he got to Vallejo toward the end of 2019, and he has pushed uh, for this technology as, you know, the department struggles to recruit, retain officers, usually hovers above or below 100 officers. That's just officers, not, not counting command staff. So he's really pushed for the surveillance technology. You see the addition of license plate readers and CCTV cameras um, in the last uh, few years. Um, I would even say if you look at the, uh, the number of proposed gunshot detection devices, the whole point is to pair them with license plate readers and the minimum being offered for use is 80. So there is a real push by Williams to add more technology. The city also purchased a cell site simulator, also known as a stingray, that masquerades as a cell tower to collect uh, identifying information from cell phones if they're trying to track a suspect. Um, so, you know, as as the city really, you know, the city's struggling, like I said, to, to retain and recruit officers. And, and Shawnee Williams, the police chief, is leaning on the technology to 
buy them some more time. That's also part of flock safety and their detection devices. They argue that, hey, you know, we retain this information for 30 days. That gives your department time to follow up on a crime, on a an alleged crime. So also last night, the board took time to review a policy about in uh, dashboard cameras. Um, they call it uh, in-camera, in-car cameras, but basically dashboard cameras that also have license plate reader technology. So these are mobile devices where the other ones are permanently fixed. Now the cruisers have an ability to have license plate readers. They can review that data. Um, And then they also have cameras facing forward into lanes of traffic. And they also have a camera pointed into the back seat of the cruiser with audio to record individuals who have been detained, arrested. So the board went ahead and uh, and approved the policy, the draft policy, which now goes before the council for approval. But, you know, there were concerns there as well about what type of retention of records and whether that is, does that violate privacy? Yeah, I see that the ACLU actually pushed the Vallejo City Council to create a board about the concerns for this surveillance that's happening around the city, right? Yes, uh, the ACLU and uh, a group out of Oakland called Oakland Privacy led the push to get this new uh, surveillance advisory board in Vallejo. There were concerns when there was no extra layer. There was no first layer of review. Normally what happened, city police would recommend to the council, hey, we need this new technology. And that's usually when there would, that would be the only discussion. So the advisory board is kind of an extra layer uh, you know, to provide some technical review, but also go in depth on how these devices and technology will be used. It's not only uh, for the police department, it's any surveillance technology used by the city. You also wrote an article just yesterday about Vallejo residents distrusting the government as the council proceeds with a tax measure, which I understand has to do with infrastructure repair, right? But, you know, does this distrust, does this sort of stem from other things too? I mean, is it just about, is it just about infrastructure? That's a good question. It's a good question if this, if, uh, where does the trust trust come from? You know, there are a lot of, I want to say a lot, but there are some factors over the last few years, um, I think, that's led to distrust. City just completed a poll, asked 500-plus likely voters in town um, their views about an infrastructure bill or an infrastructure tax. And 67% said, you know, had a totally unfavorable view of city government. Uh, that was, you know, 60% unfavorable view of the city council. The police department and the issues they faced, I think, adds some, it's fueling some of the, the distrust of the police department. Um, we're still waiting on release of the badge bending report in which some officers bent the tips of their badges when they fatally shot someone or just shot someone. We learned about that in March during a, a criminal trial when a former Vallejo police lieutenant testified that, yeah, he brought badge bending from Concord, which he created 
in 2000 and brought it to Vallejo when he came to the city in 20 in 2003. So, you know, there's some like distrust. There's a concern that, you know, reform is not moving fast enough. And I think that's fueling distrust of city government. Um, city attorney's office has refused to release this, you know, third party investigation that was ordered by police chief Shawnee Williams following news about badge bending. Um, that report was completed last September, but the city attorney's office is saying, you know, it's a personnel matter. We can't release it. Um, so there are um, questions, um, you know, below, below police have killed 19 people since 2010. There are uh, questions about how will the money really be spent, a special tax or a special purpose for the tax hike requires a two-thirds majority approval, which the pollster hired by the city said was not going to happen and said that a simple general tax would just would dump the money into the general fund if approved, which requires a majority vote, that would be likely to fail as well. So, But the city council pushed forward saying, well, we don't really have much choice. So we have to, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. So we need to you know, find the revenue source somewhere. Um, if approved, it would generate 18 million annually. So they're also looking at adding a, a similar measure, a non-binding measure on the ballot, which would, you know, give residents a, you know, yes or no um, way to say, yeah, we would want this to be spent. We want this money to be spent on roads. So it's a way to round, a way to go around the uh, special tax but the distrust comes from the police department and just a general feeling that um, city government's just not listening to residents at this point. I see that there was also a, a survey in 2018, 34% of residents said they had a favorable view of the government dropping to just 14% in the latest poll. And, you know, people identifying homelessness as the biggest problem facing Vallejo, uh, public yeah. crime and public dumping. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, do you, where do you see this going? Has, you know, has that changed at all in the last three years? Has, you know, the shooting of Sean Monterosa has, that's probably shifted things a little bit, right? Well, yeah, I, I you know, I, you know, there are some issues in the city, um, just like any other city, you know, uh, they all have their issues. But, you know, there's a, you know, there appears to be a noticeable increase, whether this is COVID related or just driven by the economy, there's a noticeable increase in homeless. Uh, there's frustration when it comes to homelessness with the city not getting a, a navigation center. Uh, which was promised years ago. And there's concerns of mismanagement of that. Um, there's concerns about when COVID was, um, you know, the project room key started by the state to house the homeless during the, the COVID-19 pandemic and during the early, you know, the early portion of the pandemic. We we're able to uncover that five people died in the program, three, you know, not found for days, uh, they were found because their bodies were decaying and that alerted people. Um, so there there's frustration that, okay, who was running that program and who was checking in on the residents? It appeared, you know, there was claims that, you know, 
a service provider and or the city were supposed to check in. So obviously that wasn't happening if people died and weren't found. There's frustrations. The city just celebrated an anniversary of not shooting and killing someone in two years, uh, which is, uh, you know, it's bleak. It's a bleak situation that the, you know, the the city just celebrated uh, two years of not, you know, shooting and killing someone or the, the city's police force. So, um, you know, which is taken as a win. You know, Sean Monterosa was the latest person to be uh, shot and killed by police. Um, so there's, and their sister, his sisters, uh, Sean's sisters have vowed to, you know, make him the last person killed by Vallejo police. Um, so I, I think the frustration around, you know, that shooting and the fact that the recently reelected Solano County DA, Krishna Abrams, deferred, uh, recused her office from investigating that that fatal police shooting. That was definitely a selling point in during the elections that was brought up. I'm like, hey, you abdicated your responsibility. She said at the time that, it, you know, public perception of her office was poor. So uh, she, you know, shifted the responsibility to the state attorney general. And, you know, uh, there was a back and forth. And so city residents are frustrated by what they see as the lack of services and a lack of, um, you know, there's trash. Public dumping is an issue that part of the deployment of cameras is to stop that um, or at least record the offenders. Um, the city uh, is you know, relying heavily more on its on its population to help out with, you know, uh, they have day, you know, weekly weekly cleanups or every you know, weekend cleanups where the city entices, you know, Residents come on out and, you know, come clean a certain area of the city. Um, so I don't know if that's a frustration, but I know that's, you know, there's there's not enough resources. So people, you know, people see that, um, if, you know, I so I, I think there's some frustration there. Um, and just lastly, any sense of what residents think could help? Do we see sort of like light at the end of the tunnel? Do we know what's going to possibly help? I wish I could give you a, a solid answer, but I think, you know, I think there just has to be some added resources. I think people need to see, I think residents want to see more services. I want, they want to see services without government with, you know, their handout saying, Hey, we need to raise your taxes or we need to raise the sell tax. You know, this this is still a, a blue collar town. Um, well, you know, I don't I don't know. I, I I guess I'll give you the real answer. I don't know what what it will take. Things are bleak. I, you know, that gets mentioned. That's been mentioned. You know, you have. I don't know if there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and I know that sounds very pessimistic, but there's a lot of infighting on the council there's obviously different groups on and and ideas on direction but is there going to be you know there's no magic wand it got mentioned last uh tuesday during the council meeting on the bond measure on the possible tax measure uh there is no magic wand um and i think there are real concerns from residents in the community that Vallejo may be facing another bankruptcy. So I, I think we're in a wait and wait and see period at this point where, you know, we have to see how things shake out. And if, 
Um, you know, will there be another police shooting? Um, has there been enough reform? You have to also realize that, you know, there's been turnover at City Hall over the last few years. Um, at one point, there were eight senior level positions that were, were being filled on an interim or acting basis um, uh, until recently. So it's down now to two, the HR director and the housing manager. There's been turnover. And so I think there needs to be a period of stability before there can be even talk of finding the light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. Well, thank you so much, John Glidden, staff writer for the Vallejo Sun. I appreciate your time. Thank you. New episodes are out every day, and we'd love to be a part of your daily routine. Please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or just about anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Mallory Samara in for Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.